Imagine loving your life after 40 the natural mind, body, and spirited way. And how about feeling energized and excited about your future whilst managing symptoms of aging and menopause naturally so that you feel at home in your body and life? Welcome to the Naturally Wise Woman 40 Plus Podcast, the podcast for women that are ready to create the life they really want naturally, in community, and in joy. Here is your host, holistic health coach and nutritional therapist, Suzanne McAllister. Well, hello, hello. This is another episode of the Naturally Wise Women 40 Plus episode of our podcast. And today I have with you Tina McDermott. So Tina is an expert weight loss release coach, and she's passionate about helping women release unwanted weight naturally and keep it off forever. And you know, like I'm all about doing things naturally and holistically, and I'm super excited. So for the past 20 years, Tina had the joy and pleasure to help her clients pursue healthier lifestyles through her weight release and fitness programs that she personally designs. Tina gives guidance, love, and support to her clients so they too can be strong, fit, healthy, and be free from the emotional chains that keep them inside the walls of limiting belief, food addictions, weight gain, and belly challenges. I love belly challenges. Well, not really. Her slogan <laughs> is be healthy, vibrant, and free. And Tina has a beautiful present for you as well that, um, that I will share with you right at the end of the podcast, which is really cool. So it's, um, it's a free guide for you and educational videos, and it's all about natural weight loss, what I'm about as well. So it's a really, really nice gift. You'll see that in the show notes. Anyhow, welcome, Tina. Thank you so much for being here with me and agreeing to be interviewed by me at the podcast. And we're going to talk about the peaceful way to releasing weight today. And um, that is something that I'm big about because it's such a battle for so many women. It's more like a battlefield, especially the things that, um, well, I definitely was one of them as well. The things that I would tell myself, the things that um, my clients tell themselves that we would never say to our best friends or even to any strangers, would we? So please welcome Tina to the show. And yeah, let's hear it from you. What is the peaceful way to releasing weight? And can you tell us a little bit about your story, please? Absolutely, Suzanne. Thank you so much for that wonderful introduction. I so appreciate it. And, and uh, thank you for having me on the show today. It's my honor and privilege and pleasure to be here. So you're asking me what is, you want to know a little bit about me or do you want to know a little bit more yeah. about how your I help? Story. Yes, your story. Because often, uh, often there's a backstory, isn't there? Like we just don't wake up one day and we're like, oh, I want to be a weight loss, a natural <laughs> weight loss coach. Often there's like years of preparation for that yes. and our own story. And I love to hear your story. Oh, absolutely. Um, it's, a, it's very embarrassing. <laughs> And yes, it is years and years, years and years. Um, so I'll, I'll try to make it brief. Uh, I was anorexic as a child. I, I used food to control my very controlling Italian, off the boat, crazy Italian, I love them to pieces parents. 
And uh, yeah, I just wouldn't eat. The only thing I would eat literally was sugar. And if you really want to get grossed out, I would, she would, my mom would whip up a raw egg and whip it with sugar. Mm. And only then would I eat it on white toast with butter. And yeah, that, and sometimes I got to, does it get toasted oh, or baked or just the rawness? Or just like raw. It was raw. It's called zabayone. If you have ever heard of that particular ice cream yeah. called zabayone. Yeah. Because, so, yeah, zabayone. That's all that I would eat. And very, very, very limited. And it was just a way of me controlling my parents. And then when I was 12, I went to Italy with my grandma. Normally, I go to Italy. Uh, I'm, I live in, I was born and raised in America, but normally growing up, I would go to Italy with, you know, my mom, my dad. And this particular year, I went with my grandma and I came back and I gained 20 pounds. Now, mind you, when you're 90 pounds and you gain 20 pounds, it's a lot. And I had two siblings who would make fun of me and tell me that I was fat. At 110 pounds, I wasn't really fat. However, I developed some real um, uh, deep-rooted emotional issues when it came to food and when it came to body, em body images that developed from a very young age and perpetuated through my teens. Um, I'm also um, a little ADD and always have to, I, I don't like labeling myself. However, that's the truth. I have a lot of energy that um, I need to expend. So I've always been into sports, into bicycling and movement. Movement was really important to me. And I'm a cyclist today because it's my, my saving grace in my life. And, and I just love, love, love being on the mountain bike or the road bike. And so the bicycle has been my saving grace and I am trying to figure out when oh, I always had belly issues, I always had gas and bloating all throughout my teens. And in, in it, it was very embarrassing. It's, it, 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 I like to tell my story. I don't mind telling my story, but it's, it, it is really embarrassing because I had a nickname in Italian from my siblings and it was puzza, which means stinky in Italian because I had vast gas and bloating. I didn't realize that I had a lot of sensitivities to foods yeah. that were causing these embarrassing escaping of gas. And um, so it, I grew up very self-conscious as well. So, oh my gosh, through all of this, at 19, my sister was diagnosed with breast cancer. She made her transition uh, 24 years later uh, at 48 and I'm 52 now. So I've dedicated my entire business to my sister. What if I was sleepless, what was that? What was her name, Tina? Uh, Anna. Anna. Okay. Anna Maria, yeah. And if you saw my sleeve, I, I have a beautiful tattoo with her letter and her initial and her favorite flowers on my arm, so I dedicate my life to her, or my, my, my business to her. Because Anna never wanted my help with her struggles, with her health and wellness. So I did everything that I could, studied everything I could, learned everything I could, helped to heal my own stomach issues and my own emotional issues through seeking counseling, through seeking coaching, through uh, learning, um, going to school to be a nutritional consultant, uh, and uh, writing my own programs. And she was always been, she's, she's been my driver from day one. 
to do what I do now. And that's why I dedicate my business to her. And yeah, beautiful person. So through all of that, I'm not done. (laughs) I had chronic. Just like as a nutritional therapist, I was just looking at all these things that you went through, like, and I'm thinking, wow, there's all these things that could have prevented you to, you know, to heal yourself, which eventually I suppose you did. Otherwise you wouldn't have the business that you have now. And, you know, nickname as children, oh, you know, it's just terrible. Do you remember oh, what age like that started at when you said you were anorexic as a child? So were um, you like a happy toddler eating everything and then at some stage it was just a the sabayone? No. I don't remember ever being a happy toddler. Oh wow. I don't remember ever being a happy toddler. I always remember being hungry, nauseous, ignored. My mo- my mother was emotionally unavailable. And that's just the bottom line of it all. I wasn't unloved. I was very much loved by my father, mostly, and my mother in her own way, but she was emotionally unavailable. Coming off the boat from Italy, away from all of her family, with my husband, with with her husband's crazy family, um, I'm sure she had her own issues. And I love her. I have no issues with all of that. But good question. No, I I, I don't remember ever being a happy little toddler. Mm -mm. I don't remember ever happily eating. I always remember struggling and um, wanting only sugar. That's all I can remember. And even orange slices. My mom had to pour sugar on the orange slices for me to eat them. Yeah. I remember that. And I always remember fighting to eat anything else. Hmm. So, so through all of that, I found out that I, in my 30s that I had chronic Lyme disease. Wow. I thought I was going, that's a big step to actually diagnose that as well, isn't it? Because, oh my gosh, it was chronic Lyme and I was debilitated. I, I, I'm a personal trainer and I'm very, very like, no matter how sick I am, I still go to work Mm. and I was not feeling well for many years and I still went to work. And so I found I had chronic Lyme disease and I was able to heal my body. It took me five years. I was able to heal my body naturally through the right foods because food is medicine. And, and yes, I did have some supplements in there because you need some supplements to get the nutrition that you need. And I'm not going to go into depth about that, but um, the Lyme and going through all of that has escalated even more my knowledge of how to help people on a nutrition, nutritional level and as well as how to release the weight. Mm. So I am completely free of Lyme and any of those issues. And the thing is, when I was in the middle of it, I thought I was going through menopause in my mid thirties because you can list all of the symptoms of menopause. I had them all. (laughs) I had every single one of them and then some. In the thirties. In my thirties. and. Uh, now that I, I'm 52 now and I'm starting to go through perimenopause and I know after listening to people starting to go through it or in it, I, I strongly feel that we can go through menopause with ease and flow. There might be a little bit of ups and downs, but with the help of someone professional like you, Suzanne, or me, we can all have a beautiful transition and we can do it together and not have so many struggles and you have the knowledge i have the knowledge to help bring people there gracefully easily 
Oh, maybe not that easy. <laughs> there is, there, yeah. there, let's not promise it easily. But with flow, <laughs> the, the, yeah, no, no easy there. So um, anyhow, that was the Lyme disease part of it. And um, today, I mean, I feel so balanced and healthy. And sometimes I have a little bit of a dip and I take a look at my nutrition and I say, oh, no wonder. No wonder. I had a hard day on Thursday. I went out with my friends and I had a beer and I did not feel good for two days. Yeah. And, and you know, not feeling good for me, because I'm used to operating on 100%, not feeling well for me is operating at 80%. Yeah. Right? You know what I mean? I do. So, yeah. And I love, I love food and I love <laughs> beer and wine and chocolate and I love baking so yeah so I've got my you know I've got my things I'm not just eating you know sprouts every day from morning to night and it's not about that either is it um, but yeah so I love my healthy food so what does um, Tina eat on a daily basis what does your day look like oh goodness. yeah so what Great does, question. I'm thinking yeah let's ask that <laughs> every day includes dark chocolate <laughs> Yes. Every day, 85%. I have it sitting right over there on my desk. I love 85. If you go higher than that, it's just, it's just. Mm -hmm. Ugh, I can do the cacao nibs, but it's just not the same as that creamy, <laughs> wonderful loveliness that I deserve, that you deserve, that, that is just Little. God's gift to us. So many good properties in dark chocolate. <laughs> oh, exactly. Exactly. We need, we need it. So um, I start my day, I, I have two breakfasts that I alternate. I either have eggs with um, a half a cup of some kind of fruit, berries, sometimes an orange, sometimes an apple. Kiwis are my fave. Um, so always a fruit. And other days I'll do, um, have you ever had bone broth protein powder? Yeah, I have, yeah. Kind of. Um, I, yeah. Yeah. I, I eat a lot of bone broth during my day and, and, and as I'm going through this maturing process, I'm noticing I'm lacking collagen. So I started eating even more uh, collagen bone broth. I found it in a protein powder. So I mix it with some yogurt that I make, some organic yogurt that I make so I can have a high protein and I throw some nuts and fruit in there. So those are my two breakfasts. Yeah. Um, lunch is always normal is a protein, a vegetable, and a good fat. So whether that's avocado, uh, I'm not dairy-free, I love my dairy, so I'll have a little bit of cheese in there, a uh, little olive oil, I'm Italian, gotta have our olive oil, and a vegetable, whether that's salad or steep. Today I had steamed string beans, I had sprinkled some seeds on there, and some fish that I made the other day. Mm and olive oil of course olive oil and some sea salt and pepper and this evening for dinner with my husband i'm going to have some chicken that i baked last night with um broccoli we're going to have broccoli tonight oh, wow. a little bit of olive oil salt and pepper and my snacks are um dark chocolate <laughs> <laughs> uh nuts i love nuts all sorts of nuts and um before this call i was cutting up beets to cook them up. So I was eating uh, raw beets as a little snack, which is wonderful. So beets, vegetables, I snack on those. Sometimes I snack on fruits. Yeah. Mm, that sounds like a very, very, very healthy day. Not um, plant-based, obviously. So you, <laughs> and I don't, you know, like um, not every diet works for everybody. And um, 
I was vegetarian, then I went into paleo and keto at some stage, you know, and wow. there's so much information out there. Now I'm mostly plant-based, um, but I do have the occasional um, animal protein, but very rarely. And I've worked really well on that. Um, but yeah, so I understand the whole bone broth healing your gut. I think that was probably then a big thing that uh, contributed oh. to you, wasn't it? Yeah, the, it, it helps heal the gut and it also helps with your skin. And I had the same journey as you. I was vegetarian, paleo, dabbled in keto. And what I found is I don't make a very healthy vegetarian. I don't do well. I do very, very well on um, lean, um, clean animal proteins. Yeah. Yeah, I do well with that. I mean, and I find there's clients that don't do well with that and people people who do well so we just kind of try to find that healthy balance yeah and you know often it is that that um, so whatever clients choose to eat it is um often not even because most people kind of know the things that they they, sh they shouldn't eat and <laughs> you know that's where it is is it because but then yeah. it's like stopping that and sugar is an addiction there's no way about it it's an addiction and it probably it pops up every now and then for everybody that's been hooked on sugar and loves sugar it probably yeah. comes up every now and then and that's just the way it is isn't it i agree one thousand percent and and the addiction of the sugar perpetuates other emotional issues Mm. and causes you to eat more carbohydrates the refined ones which turn into sugar which cause even more disruption in your hormones and cause even more emotional problems whether that's making you want to eat more or just not having a great day yeah so can you give us some tips like maybe your three top tips for our listeners how they could help themselves to release these emotions to actually have the peaceful way of releasing weight? Ah, oh, great question, Suzanne. My number one tip, not necessarily for the emotions, is to drink a ton of water. Mm. That's what I drink most of the day. And when it comes to releasing emotions, it's always nice to have somebody with you to help facilitate this. And there's a way that you can do it yourself. I'm gonna show you an easy way and I'll talk it through because there'll be people listening and there'll be people watching, I'm sure. But you're just gonna go right below your collarbone. Have you heard of tapping? Yes, I use tapping. Yeah, right. yeah there's a whole it. sequence. Yeah, there's a whole sequence that you can do, but something super simple that I can give to uh, the listeners now is go below the collarbone with both of your hands, both of your fingertips, and just tap right there on your sternum and say, you can even hear it in my voice that I'm tapping there. And, and just, <laughs> yeah, and just say the words to yourself, I'm okay, I'm okay. I'm okay without, without that bread for now. I'm okay without that bread for now, or whatever that food is. I love myself deeply and completely. I'm okay. You know? So you can do that and do that for a few minutes. And, and, and if you did that just now with me, you would feel a different energy moving through your body. So it's called the emotional freedom technique or tapping. Oh, I love that technique because yeah. I feel really good. Because it's kind of when you catch yourself 
then it's, you know, there's still that, that moment before you put something in your mouth or before you open the fridge or before. So if you actually put your hands on your sternum, you kind of can't put them in your mouth at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Which of course helps, doesn't it? <laughs> because it's kind of like you're, 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 you're tuning into your emotions because normally you kind of do that with food or like when you're an emotional eater and I'm definitely an emotional eater or was or... You know, um, so that is the moment where you, you try to satisfy these emotions or whatever came up. Like if you're lonely, if you're bored, if you're sad, if whatever that is that you try and soothe with food. Oh, um, yeah. So if you put your hands on your body and you do the tapping, that actually gives you that space in your brain where it's like, okay, well, I'm actually giving myself something good that's not food related so you have that space and that moment where you can then respond rather than react to your to your impulse which oh. i love that i, I love that you added that suzanne that was i didn't think that I, I didn't think that way you don't have hands to eat you have hands on you giving yourself energy that's beautiful you taught me i love you <laughs> that is fabulous so good so good. Yeah. So lots of water, EFT. So the water, obviously, because often we are, we are not hungry. You know, it's very seldom that we actually um, let ourselves get hungry in our society because we like eat before we're constantly snacking or because there's such a surplus in food, isn't it? That's true. Yeah. And what's your third? So the third thing process that I do with my clients, I call it the peace process. Mm. And when you have, when you're struggling and you find yourself going for the food that you know that you're not supposed to have that will escalate the sugar addiction, escalate the emotions. What I ask my clients to do is to just sit quietly and breathe quietly, closing their eyes, and find the feeling, to actually feel the feeling of what's going on in their soul, in their heart at that time. Most often we like to, you're frustrated and you wanna eat something. And my thing is to calm yourself. What are you frustrated about? Where do you feel that feeling in your body? For me, it's mostly in my throat and it goes up into my mouth, these feelings. Some people it's in their gut, some people it's in their heart, some people it's here and then it moves around. So instead of shoving the feelings under the rug or shoving the food in your mouth, quiet your brain, quiet the mind, and focus on whatever you're physically feeling, whatever that might be. Staying out of the mind and focusing on the feeling and tell that feeling, it's okay. I love you. Surrender to it. And just stay there and find the most intense part of the most intense part of that feeling until there is no intensity at all. Mm. If you start off at a 10 and you end up at a six, keep going until you're a zero, until you have zero 
feeling left. And I'm not talking thinking. Don't try to think your way through whatever is happening. You need to feel your way through and love your way through. And you'll find that you'll get to peace. Or you'll find maybe a, a neutral feeling. And that is what I call peace, Suzanne. Some people go through this process with me and in just a few minutes feel amazing. Some emotions that are very deeply rooted might take sometimes a few minutes, might take a few sessions of doing this. And I teach people how to do this themselves so that they can use this peace process all on their own. Again, it's so nice when you have someone who holds that space for you to allow you to heal and allow you to feel and guiding you to stay out of the mind, stay with the feeling, send it love, send it acceptance, surrender, and allowing the healing to happen. And that's what I do. I help, I hold the space and I allow my, my clients, people to heal because you are so powerful and you can heal yourself given the space to do so. Mm. so that's number three. Oh, I love that because, you know, I can even feel like your lovely energy radiating all the way <laughs> from wh where you are, wherever you are, um, all the way here to me, because this is what we often don't do. We don't give ourselves the space and self-love because overeating is a kind of self-abuse, isn't it? And when <sighs> yes. we give ourselves that, that love and, and heal it and, and sit with the emotion, um, yeah, that's all we need because yeah, often we don't make ourselves a priority and we haven't done for so many years and we don't actually know who we are as a person anymore. You know, it's a bit like that. So yeah, I love that. I love your peace process. Thank mm. you. Very, very nice. And you also help your clients with, um, with practical things as a personal trainer. So you're like the all round um, woman that does all of these things, you give them probably meal, do you give them meal plans or you help them with their food that they, um, that they struggle with? Absolutely. I, I, I actually, I allow them to come up with their own food plan and I approve it because yes. I don't want to give people fish. I want them to learn how to fish. Yes. So much better. Because then so, they can put in the things that they love instead of, you know, you putting in the Brussels sprouts and they're like, oh my God, no. But it's also good sometimes to throw in things there that they might have never tried. And oh, gosh, yeah. Yeah, so that's really good as well. Um, yeah. yeah, so you do, so do, you, do you take clients for personal training? So you give them like the all-round experience there? Um, yes, I have a studio that's about 20 minutes from my house in Maryland. And uh, so I have clients that I personal train. And then I have other clients who do the coaching program with me, the weight release coaching program. I have clients across the country and we do this um, via Zoom, via the internet, via phone. And so I do both. Now, people who are coaching with me, I don't personal train them. However, movement is a part of the program. Mm -hmm. And I've been training people for almost 20 years as well. So uh, what I did is I captured my signature programs and I videotaped them all. And I have that as either one of my bonuses or it's on my website for sale as oh, well. Yeah, that's awesome because that's holistic. And you want to tell us a little bit about the natural weight loss or weight release. What does that mean for you? 
when you come to peace with your emotions and you are so engaged with your life, with your health, with your wellness, and you're living in joy, you will naturally gravitate towards eating foods that you already know are healthy for you. Mm. So that is the main way that I help people is eating the way that mother nature taught us to eat. Yeah. Yes, I give them programs. Yes, I teach them. Um, I have all of my education programs also. Uh, they're all videotaped, so they get those as bonuses. I'm going to teach them how to eat. If it doesn't walk, fly, grow, or swim, don't eat it. The more that um, man has processed it, the worse it is for you. Those types of things I teach. So it's high density nutrition, low calorie foods that you like. And I also, I, I meet people where they are. I meet people where they are. So I have this one client. She says, Tina, I am not giving up my wine. I'm just not doing it. I said, okay, we're not going to give up the wine yet, but can you minimize it to four ounces <laughs> you know, as opposed to two or three glasses yeah. at night? And so she's able to do that. And once I get them into the spirit and help her release the emotions, she will naturally want to give up that wine until the weight comes off. And then she'll be able to have that wine on occasion. Mm, yes. Because there's the, the misconception about having a treat as well, isn't it? Because we kind of we grow up with the thing that like, um, you know, the, we have the birthday cakes and, you know, the, the, oh, yeah. the what candies or lollies, whatever it is in your country. So all of these things that they are the treats. And um, to reprogram that, like for me, a treat is like a tropical fruit platter. You know, that's like, wow. So that's why, you know, I'm, I'm a luscious salad with like, oh, Big, big colors you know that's things where i'm like yes i love that far more than some i don't know gummy lolly something thing that's produced and there's nothing in there i'm like no i'm not i'm not putting that into my temple but there's this thing where that that takes like a lot of self-love and understanding um and also going against the grain a little bit isn't it because everything that we celebrate and wherever we go, it's very food and drink and wine and bubbles and champagne related. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I wanted to come back to um, something that you said at the beginning that just struck me. You talked about that you're, um, you learned all these things um, by your family. And, you know, I'm kind of the same, like my family in Germany, but I haven't lived there since I was 17. They haven't got a clue what I do and who I am. And, you know, when I try to help them in any way or form, and I go visit there every few years and, you know, my dad smokes 60 cigarettes and all I eat is processed cured meat and, you know, the whole German way. And, uh, you know, he has arthritis here and there. And I try to talk to him about to try and prescribe them some um, supplements, you know, and it just gets like, wow, it's quite a lot of rubbish. Blah, blah, blah. And it's very funny how 
our families sometimes are the they kind of just see us the way they've always seen us like even though if i left them or i didn't actually grow up with my with my parents at all but they just kind of see you in this in this cookie shape and it doesn't matter who you become they kind of don't see it well some families are like that and they don't want the help and um that can be like quite um quite hard to take is that did you feel that as well was that what you said at the beginning did i get that right uh yes so with my sister you know i i was studying nutrition i was teaching nutrition teaching fitness she wanted nothing to do with anything that I said. She's my old, she was my older sister. She was five years older than me. She didn't want anything from me. And that was okay. What, um, what I needed to do, I needed to work on myself and to be okay with her not needing or wanting my help. Mm. And uh, I had some very wise friends and some therapy <laughs> that helped me come to peace with that and love her for who she is as much as when i was in the middle of it it was it was difficult to 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 see her struggling and i knew that there were things that i could do to help her but she didn't want the help and it was difficult but i got through it with simply loving her and the harder part was after she transitioned my mother was diagnosed with diabetes and it is so difficult. It was it was so difficult to watch my mom um, slowly killing herself. And and she is she is. She tells me that she knows more than the doctors. She knows more than me. And that the spinach gave her high blood sugar, not the pasta that she ate. And so once again, I went back to the drawing board. I went back to the peace process. I went back to just loving me, loving those feelings and loving my mother as a little girl who just needed control of her life. And now I, my, my other siblings struggle with the fact that she's slowly killing herself and they don't understand how I can be so neutral about her health issues. And I've just come to peace with it that there's, if she wants my help and I've told her I'm here for her and I love her and I tell her I love her all the time, which we never did that growing up. I tell my dad, I love him all the time. We never did that growing up because I've come to peace with them yeah. and, and their struggles and their craziness. And, you know, this is their lives. This is their journey. And I'm here to love them and to support them in whatever decisions they make. So I'm not telling you it was easy. And when I found the right tools, the peace process specifically, it neutralized and I have nothing but love for them. Wow. That, I'm, I'm in awe of that. That is amazing. I, um, I went, I, because my husband passed off cancer nine years ago now. And, um, you know, yeah. And uh, my, my best friend and my mom. So, you know, of course I tried to heal and help with as much as I could. Um, but at the end I did have to accept it wasn't, you know, it was my, it wasn't my journey to have. And, um, I got burned out at some stage and then there was one very, very wise lady in, um, in Germany, actually. No, she's in Spain where I lived before. And she's a therapist. She's a therapist of I think she must be nearly 80 now. And she said to me, 
Susanna, well, that was in Spain. She said, Susanna, never be more motivated than your client. And I'm like, because that was me. I was like, yes, let's, you know, I, and the thing is, so yeah, if I'm more motivated than my client, then, you know, they're not doing the work. So it has to be from them. I can't carry them, you know, I can be there and I can help them through and I can be the guide, but they have to be motivated for change and they have to be motivated to see things. And so many women are waking up to this as well and realizing that it's all about self-love, isn't it? And um, when we do that, yeah. And your mom, I, I love that. She sounds a bit like she would get on with my dad very well. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yep, gotta love him. Gotta love him. But I do think it's like fear often, like when she says, oh, the, the, the you know, the, the spinach gave her high blood pressure. I'm sure, you know, that's like, like the truth in their mind as well. Like and my dad says, oh, there's many people that live till a hundred that, um, that smoke like, you know, 60 cigarettes a day. I'm like, I've not seen an awful lot of them actually. And you know, the statistics, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, ah. yeah. so I die happy, you know, and that, that's it then, isn't it? But I do feel it's often a fear of um, changing and it, food is an addiction. Cigarettes are an addiction and it's hard to, to go without and to make that decision and go through the pain of, the, of learning something new and of the withdrawal of food. So that needs to be recognized as well. And then really, and sitting, sure. sitting in that, sitting in that pain and, um, and not avoiding it. It's a big thing. You know, my brother said something to me. He said, how old is she? I said, 75. And how many years has she been eating the artificial sugar? I said, I don't know, 60 of them. <laughs> and, and, and what makes you think she's going to change now? And I said, because she wants to live. She's, she's not going to change. And I said, okay, you're right. She's not going to change because she doesn't want to. And that's the number one thing when people come to me and they say, my mother, she won't do, I literally, this happened today. My mother, she's 78 and she's not eating and she needs your help. And I said, well, the number one thing, ask them, do they want help? Because if they don't, I can't help you. No. You know, and you can't, I, you can't drag someone along to, to get help. You know, that's like when, um, <laughs> when I used to work as a therapist, um, purely as a therapist and I now had um, women you know calling in to make appointments for their husbands because their husband needed my help it's like well then he needs to call me <laughs> if he needs my help exactly but yeah yeah I know and yeah. yes I do feel there's so many women out there they're, they're ready to change they're ready to shift and as we come through menopause and we hit our 50s it's like we mm -hmm. kind of realize like well now is the time and then often we do have um you know, that, that more time that we don't have to dedicate to the children anymore. And then there's like, oh, who am I now? Like, what's happening in my relationships? What do I do? This emptiness thing, those, all these things come in. And then I see beautiful transformations happening when women are going like, well, this is my time now. Okay, what do I need to, to age prove my body and, um, yeah, and to, to live my fullest life? Because we still have so much life to to leave and um then to leave our legacy that's that's how i feel so yeah i'm like that's amazing what you do and um yeah so you have a little bit of a gift for our listeners as well 
<clears throat> that they find at tinamcdermot.com. 10, 10 pounds gone, which is um, a guide and, um, and five educational videos for everybody. So you'll find that in the show notes where you can just click on that link um, to get you started with Tina. Yeah. Now, just to clarify, it's tinamcdermot.com slash, you have to do the little slash, yes. 10 L-B-S-G-O-N-E, and you get a free guide, and then that will send you to my Facebook um, group, and you can be part of, part of the tribe if you'd like, and if not, that's fine too, but in the group, you'll find all of the videos that um, can challenge you to releasing five to 10 pounds in five to 10 days. Wow. And you get all the support and all the love. Yes. Well, as you have heard, any last words, any last tips that you'd like to get our naturally, that you'd like to give to our naturally wise woman tribe here on the podcast? Breathe and get outside. Yes. What a good idea. Love Breathe fresh air. Every morning I do a walking meditation. I cannot sit still and meditate, but I can go outside and I can walk and I can meditate while I'm walking and with my breath I do it all to the breath walking steps to the breath and counting and the, the breaths and it's just amazing it's absolutely amazing every morning we do it the three dogs and me oh yeah mother nature is incredible yeah. I agree well thank you so much Tina I was like yeah, I'm, I'm, and I think we'll get to meet each other on one of the cruises, I hope, because we're part of the expert team, um, yeah. the menopause support group. And um, yes, so we have the cruises coming up. You'll find a link in the show notes as well, so you can go cruise with us and be part of that tribe there as well. Absolutely. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Tina. Thank you so much for listening to the Naturally Wise Women podcast. I'm so grateful that you chose to listen to this podcast, that you spend your time with me and all the other wise women that are here. Please don't forget to leave us a five-star review and share the podcast with your friends. Thank you so much again. This is your host, Suzanne McAllister. I'm a holistic, transformative midlife and menopause coach. Also see my website, suzannemcallister.com. There's some awesome freebies there and some interesting information on blogs. All right, thanks so much and thanks for sharing.